This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It was like 10 to 15 minutes of continuous shooting. I don't understand why someone would hurt us like this in, in such a way. What I did was basically waiting for that and praying to God, oh God, please. No, let this guy run out of bullets. That is the aftermath of uh, terrorism that struck New Zealand last night. 49 Muslims killed, another 20 injured. And it is horrific and sadly becoming far too common. Um, And this time it was in New Zealand. But it will be somewhere else next time. And this time it was carried out by a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, a far-right loser who is filled with hate and whose views and ideology must be stamped out. Because today, it will be Muslims, it was Jews in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, and then it was people praying in Christian churches in Charlottesville. But these groups have been allowed to fester and grow and rot thanks to social media platforms, and it's not going to stop if we don't stop it. And that means both left and right, because there's so much blame to go around, including with our politicians are scoring points off this and i i want to be clear these people are are not conservatives i know no one who supports this kind of terror this is an ideological hate that exists on both sides and they are feeding a beast and people are getting killed i want to bring imam mohammed tawidi into this conversation he is well known for his views he is known as the imam of peace if you're not following him on twitter you should be because he's willing to have conversations many Others are not, and he joins me now. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Greetings, and thank you very much for having me. You have um, done a lot on this issue, particularly speaking out, um, laying a lot of blame to a lot of people, not just one side or the other. How do you view what happened yesterday and what needs to be done? Well, it's uh, it's uh, pretty clear. I mean, these things happen every now and then, and every time they do, I focus on uniting the nation, uniting the global community, whether it be online or in society. All of us have to unite together against a terrorist, whether it be a jihadi or a white supremacist or a far-right, far-right terrorist, which in this case it was. I believe it's time we all unite and put our differences aside because this is exactly what our societies need. How do you do that, though? I mean, in, in one of your, your um, live presentations on social media today, you know, you talked about your sadness. Um, how do you unite people? Because you only need to go on social media today, and it doesn't matter what you put on it. Someone is going to come back at you with a finger or a whatever or some kind of accusation back. Right. So I think the uh, target audience that we have, the majority of them, are intellectuals and if they're not they they're they're regular human beings that understand that going into a mosque and shooting uh, 30 40 people 
dead just like that, you know, 49 the count is now, isn't acceptable and blood does not wash away blood. These things are relatable. People do understand these things. You don't need to be a sophisticated person to understand that. And which is why, you know, we get the, the, the support and the outreach. And I've been flooded with hundreds of emails of support and thanks. Then again, there are people who wish to support the terrorists in this case. And that's just unfortunate. You can't, uh, you know, we, we're not all the same. And it's just very sad. We just have to continue educating people that this behavior is unacceptable. But in today's politics, and, and I, I blame social media for a lot of it because it's, given, it's basically given license for everybody to have an opinion and cast it about, put out propaganda, misinformation, and it breeds and it spreads. Um, lies become truth. Fake news becomes real. Uh, how do you combat that? And how do you fix all this if we've got you know, politicians playing identity politics all around the world? I mean, how do you solve this? Well, it is my opinion as an expert in this field and obviously someone that gives advice to government departments. It is my opinion that uh, the majority of uh, terrorists receive their influence uh, from social media. And it's very sad to see that social media sometimes silences those that expose uh, these uh, terrorist ideologies and uh, gives uh, a live platform for terrorists from ISIS to white supremacists to far-right terrorists to live broadcast their, their terrorism. I mean, this wasn't the first time this was broadcast live. ISIS does that as well. And it's just very sad because you, we believe that now we're fighting two battles. One is an algorithmic battle, and another one is being silenced by society and, and by the extremists. So it, it, it's a battle with different fronts, and I think uh, time is changing. Even though these terrorist attacks are you know, they're very unfortunate and we should all unite against them, I do believe that they do awaken a large group of people to take action against all of this. One of the most appalling comments that came out uh, is from an Australian senator um, who has been rightly criticized for his reaction because he essentially um, came out very early on and saying, does anyone still dispute the link between Muslim immigration and violence? And and he went even further with that. His comments were uh, quite uh, out of place and, and does nothing to help nor uh, solve an issue. This Australian senator is not taken seriously by the parliament. Uh, firstly, he only got elected by a few votes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a coincidence uh, due to a condition within the party Then he, he became independent. He does not represent the tolerant Australian majority. And yes, it is, it is very sad to see that there are people supporting this senator and that he does continue this because he knows there's a, a large audience that approves of his message, a large international global audience that follows him, retweets him, likes his tweets. It's very sad to see this happen. But then again, I have done my best to condemn him mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, you know, I, I told the world that this man does not represent Australians or how Australians feel about this issue. Uh, he's a horrible person. Uh, even the people that support him, they're not the, the type of people that are aware of what's happening. Most of them are, are the racists that are killing people in other countries, such as South Africa. They're the type of racists that support this man. Yeah, and and it's whether it's him, uh, Donald Trump has come under fire. I mean, there are certain leaders that will come under fire for their views um, because they're seen as flirting with these elements. And I'm not sure we can paint everybody with that brush. Uh, but certainly there can be no gray area with this. And I and there still seems to be a lot. Uh, politics and pol- politicians, to me, use this issue um, 
to their own advantage to either get support or draw support off of it. But it is very divisive. And I think that part of it is fueling the division we see now. Am I wrong? Well, you're definitely right, uh, Alex. This is very serious. I mean, uh, we have several tragedies now. We've got one tragedy where someone thinks they can just go in a mosque, in a synagogue, any place of worship and start shooting innocent people. The other tragedy is these politicians, instead of, you know, taking this issue very seriously and trying to unite the people together, unite the nation together, they're using this to score points. This isn't an issue about immigration, right? Mm -hmm. This man has been planning this for two years. Uh, he's he's been training for it, uh, collecting weapons. He's been visiting countries. Uh, the man had a proper uh, mission that he wanted to fulfill. It's got nothing to do with immigration. This man wanted to avenge a few things that are happening in other countries, and it's it's wrong, right? When things happen in Syria, we don't we won't support a Muslim, uh, you know, doing a terrorist activity in Australia, and we don't we expect that the same. If something happens in Europe or in Syria, wherever, we don't want to see a reaction uh, in our countries or in in any other place. It's just very sad to see politicians use this to score points against each other because it's election time, Alex. Yeah. It's election time in Australia. It's coming up very soon. And these guys, they're fighting for immigration. And what better, uh, let's say, way to exploit the news and, you know, just become the trending topic of, of, of the day. It's just very sad. You know, I look at the issue of immigration and today's politics, if you even suggest or have a concern about immigration to me that is not racist i don't think it's racist to have a concern that immigration is done properly that people are uh, brought in properly through the same checks and balances um you know it's not wrong to criticize or be called i think it's very dangerous to call people racist about that but we have that uh whenever you're questioning uh, any kind of policy that the government makes is is even questioning immigration is that racist i am one of the biggest outspoken uh, conservative voices with regards to immigration. I want Muslims uh, vetted. I am the one that is completely outspoken about migrants coming in from war-torn countries. We need them to be vetted. We don't want them to renounce their citizenships too early because we don't know who they are. They need to prove their loyalty to the country. I say that. There's nothing racist about that. This has everything to do with national security. However, there's a big difference between generalizing that mm. all Muslims are ISIS. This is what these politicians do, especially right. that senator who I don't want to name. Right. All Muslims want you dead. The moderate wants the extremists to kill you. All of them. And this is where the shooting happens because people believe that everyone coming in wants to kill them. This now transforms from an issue of immigration to an issue of complete lies and fear-mongering, and then, you know, you're going to have one person that says, okay, I can't take this anymore, I'm going to go out there and kill people. The other issue is, this to me is not necessarily only a far-right issue. There is absolutely, unequivocally, a far-right extremist, neo-Nazi, white nationalist. There is a movement that is emboldened and getting bigger, and they're violent. But there's also issues on the left. There's extremism on both sides, and I feel that they fuel each other. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're normalizing things like BDS, if you're normalizing things like the Al-Quds rally, what you're doing is saying some forms of hate are okay. And I, th I, I almost feel like we normalize things like the comments of someone like Linda Sarsour, when that stuff should all be call called out no matter what. Otherwise, I don't see how we solve this. Both sides are responsible when it comes to extremism. The far left 
in most cases can be even worse than Islamic extremists because they are the ones that, you know, they're the, the non-Muslims who act as uh, lawyers, if, if I can put it that way, for everything that takes place. You know, they, they look at someone like me, who is a Muslim, a third-generation Muslim imam that criticizes the ideology of ISIS. They look at me and say, well, he can't be a real Muslim. You know, he's not a real Muslim. The real Muslim is the terrorist. The real Muslim is the extremist. They're the victims of, 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 of the British going into their countries. They're the victims of Western colonization. They're the ones that need to be understood, even if they're terrorists. They're retaliating because we started it. You see, this is the ideology that the left is bringing to, to the tables of discussion. And this is very sad because that's not really how, how, how things are. But then again, you have the extremists, such as, in my opinion, extremists such as Linda Sarsour, who uses the left as a platform. You know, Linda Sarsour does not believe in democracy. And the left is trying to apply the laws of democracy onto Linda Sarsour. Give her a platform, let her speak, let her spew her hatred. But she doesn't even believe in freedom of speech. Linda Sarsour is the first to silence people who wish to speak about the rights of, of, of Israelis uh, in Jerusalem. She's the first to silence people. So why do we, why do we allow these people this platform? It's just very sad. Yeah, we're losing you a little bit. Mr. Uh, uh, Imam uh, Tawidi, if, if there was one thing you wanted to say, what would your message be tonight? I've always said this before, become people who love. That's my message. Yeah, it's a pretty good message to have in such a dark time, but I appreciate you so much for uh, joining us, and I should point out that you've written a book. It was released back in 2018. It's The Tragedy of Islam, and you can pick that up. I thank you so much for joining us because I know that you're on another time uh, zone and probably very tired, so I thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. That is Imam Mohammed. Tawidi, he is the Imam of Peace, and he's willing to have a conversation. It's whether or not people are willing to listen, and I think we should probably start to listen instead of finger-pointing all the time. Everybody, not just me, not just you, everybody. Otherwise, you're not going to solve this. I'll put that uh, link online. I'll tweet that one out because he's definitely worth following. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can, Imam of Peace. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.